Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's a beautiful day outside. It was a beautiful Thomas, day Thomas, wasn't it beautiful outside? It were amazing. We had sunshine, but cool temperatures in Tulsa. It was glorious. Okay. One of the, like six good, really good days of the year. Yeah, we'll get about six. It was like that you, here today Anthony? too. Was it beautiful. It, it was. was. Well, it was a little hot during the day, but come four o'clock, it started cooling down, and it was still sunny. But it was a nice wind, and it was very nice. Spring. Oh. And it's always a good week when we get to talk twice. It is. We're not, talk- we're not talking twice. Week. This is a week in and of itself. We're not trying to get ahead just so Julia's going to ditch us and go on vacation and leave us lonely for weeks on end. <laughs> I was telling Julia, Tom, I joined an adult kickball league. Nice. Are you about to ask what kickball is? I had to ask. No, kickball is like baseball, but with the ball you kick. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, you knew it. What color that- is the ball you kick? Red. It's like one of those big old red dodgeballs, the rubber ones that bounce high. I didn't know if Tom what? would be like, it's red, of course, you big dummy. Obviously. I did not know this. What color did you think it was going to be? You never, play, you never played kickball, it's, Julia? It's just been a minute since I've been in elementary school. Thank you. Well, that's, yeah, I used to, I used to own at recess. Well, in <laughs> high school, the physics class always played against the chem class, too. When the weather got nice, the teachers took us out. That was fun. I don't understand how that's learning a thing about, I mean, you can make an argument for physics, I guess, but I don't understand how that does a thing at all for (laughs) chemistry. It's just called, it's just called giving the kids a break when work from working hard every now and then. Speaking of New York city and giving kids a break, I heard New York canceled snow days in favor of remote learning. What a bunch of jackholes. Are you serious? I bet you'll hear a lot of places doing that though now. Remote learning I don't think technology. Oklahoma will do that because we only get this many snow days. And if they take the little glimmer of snow days away, kids are just going to be devastated. Devastated. They probably will take it away. But how, what a bummer is that? It's That's not COVID. A downside of technology. I, I mean, work days too. We used to, we used to get snow, like if it got really bad, but yeah, you can do it from home. A lot of places are just going to be home now. But yeah. It's just sad. It's just sad. Well, if you can work from home, just fine like that. You can work home. You can work from home all day, all year long. Exactly. Exactly. Is it so awful that uh, uh, I still have to work, even though I can't come in, but I can get my work done? So if that's the case, when it's not awful, I can still work from home and not <laughs> come in, right? Work done. Is that how this works? 
<laughs> that is the perfect argument, Tom. You best believe I'll be using that. I am not going back to that office. I am not. <laughs> I'm making my stand. There is no reason for me to be in an office when my team's manager is down in Philly and a bunch of my other managers are in Boston and Pennsylvania. If I'm going to be on virtual meetings with them anyway all day in the office, I can do that from freaking home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cost like, savings for the company, right? They don't have to have all. I don't mind. Space. Like, you wanna, you want me to go in for like a customer meeting or something every now and then? Fine, I'm not unreasonable. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'll go in every now and then to work a morning and then go to lunch with some coworkers. But I am not going in every day. I don't blame so you. And, so, if anybody's listening to this from work, I, that's my line of the sin, and I feel confident <laughs> saying that because nobody <laughs> for work is listening to this. <laughs> you guys must be looking forward to the weekend though since you both have been very busy this week yeah how's the how's all how's all things salesforce good it's going good i get a weekend super excited about that and then next week we don't have to have extended support hours because we've killed it this week like in a good way killed it oh that's awesome yeah so very good it's been going very good How's your week been, Tom? The last uh, week? We put on an awesome conference on Tuesday. Uh, been recovering, got a, a bunch of the YouTube stuff out, and now it's just kind of catching up and getting back to normal life. Nice. And seeing your mama in a week from today. One week from today, I get to see my mama. Oh. That's so exciting. I can't even That's imagine exciting. after like a year, over a year, not seeing her, how nice that must be. Yeah, I'm looking forward be. to it. Uh, I think she's pretty excited to see me too. I mean, who who wouldn't be Tom? Who wouldn't no. be excited to see you? I, I don't think she's excited to see me. I think it's my my kiddo. <laughs> that is what happens. We don't become important anymore at all. Nope. Yeah, I know that's the, the number one reason I'm looking forward to having kids is all the Christmas and birthday gifts and Mother's Day gifts and stuff. Just framed pictures or canvas pictures or paintings like homemade cards like all don't have to put any thought into it just here here's the kids gift and just look, look, look what the kid made you that's definitely not how it the works kid the kid I, I i mean i only have a daughter's name i don't have a son's name and i can't assume i'm gonna name it after i'm gonna have a daughter yeah but the, da- the daughter's gonna be named isabella though oh i love that middle name isabella caruso probably sarah yeah that'd be pretty that'd be really pretty Isabella Caruso? No, boy name, though. Boy names are harder if you're a boy. It's also just because you have nice like dibs on it, or like, have you it's and your dibs. sister talked about? It's okay. Dibs. Because at yeah. this rate, she's going to have a kid before I do. And I told her that's the name. That's I'm going to offer her 20 bucks to take it. Can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And she probably would because she's a cheap A. <laughs> hey, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for that somehow, y'all. So, awesome. y'all, I saw April this weekend. Do you really? How's she doing? She's good. We did touristy stuff both days. I don't know how many times I have been up certain buildings in the city between Canadian relatives and friends and English relatives and friends (laughs) and now podcast friends coming into town. (laughs) And it never gets easier because I hate heights. But we also did a museum the next day. So I'm a big fan of museums. So, What museum did you do the next day? Uh, natural history which i've been to many times but she had never been and sarah loves that museum so 
We did that. One from Night at the Museum. It is, right? Yep. Museum of Natural History. Is that, that's really the museum they show in the movie, right? Mm. Right there by the entrance of the park. It's not. Oh, well, the outside, the outside. I mean, oh, the, the outside inside is. does okay. not look anything like that. So. Right. I, I don't know that I expect, but the outside does. It's right off of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's magical. It's magical. I want to go there. It's a magical place. Literally, because the exhibits come to life at night. So, that's right. And Dick Van Dyke lives there. Yeah, and your favorite guy, Owen Wilson, right? He's a little miniature in the museum, isn't he? Is he a miniature cowboy? I know. That's yeah. why I said your guy. That wasn't. Sarcasm. Oh, I thought you were you were leading like somewhere sarcastic with it. No, I, I know you got. I know you love Owen Wilson. I love Owen Wilson <laughs> and his brother Luke Wilson. I really love Luke Wilson. And Luke's my favorite. But Luke's I love great. Wilson too. They're both pretty funny yeah. dudes. Luke Wilson's jaw is like this. And Owen Wilson's nose is like this. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you think, I just, what a fun. I am going to here. pull that video clip and turn it into a GIF for our users <laughs> to see, for our <laughs> listeners to see. It's true, though. It's true. I'm not wrong. You are never wrong, Julia. Except when it comes um, to Rankin Bass. Eh, that's, that's debatable. Debatable. That's debatable. And that was not my best segue, but there we go. Tonight, I'm we are returning. I'm impressed <laughs> by that. <laughs> Tom, are you ever not unimpressed with me? Good point. Let's are just. You ever let's, let's not answer that. Make it awkward. <laughs> Tonight, we are returning back to the magical world of Rankin Bass. By covering their 1975 short, The First Christmas, The Story of the First Christmas Snow, which that title's a little long. I feel like they could cut out the first, the first Christmas. Why? The first, the first Christmas. It's better if you say Christmas multiple times. <laughs> yeah, as many times as possible. <laughs> so... This is one of their lesser known specials, but I remember this. Well, we'll get into histories in a minute, but this is one of their lesser known specials. Quick plot synopsis. When a young shepherd is blinded by lightning, nuns at a nearby abbey take him in. Thanks, Google. So this stop motion production was written by Julian P. Gardner. So not Rankin or Bass, but it was directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass. And the music was still done by Maury Laws. Like many Rankin Bass specials, there are some notable names in this one who haven't appeared before, but you have the iconic and legendary Angela Lansbury playing Sister Teresa. Love her. I could listen to her all day. Like, I just want her to, like, read me stories, sing me songs, just yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Although I thought her voice sounded a little old to be coming out of the very young nun she was voicing. Yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> there was a mismatch there. Although she did sound like a younger Angela Lansbury than what we experienced last week with Mrs. Potts. That's like true. Her, her voice aged a bit like it should. I mean, she would have been younger. I mean, maybe she's just one of those people who always sounds a little old. Yeah. Playing Father Thomas is Cyril Richard, an an Australian stage, screen, and television actor and director, best remembered today for his performance as Captain Hook in the Mary Martin musical production of Peter Pan. Are we familiar with Cyril Richard? Really not. Not really. I thought he was a totally different person, actually. 
I thought I had the voice nailed. The name sounds familiar to me, but he himself is not familiar to me. Well, we might see him again because he's got quite a bit of Christmas stuff in his, uh, in his past. He does. Chances are we will. Playing our young protagonist, Lucas, is David Kelly, who does not have much to his name. Uh, playing his young friend Louisa is Dina Lynn. Again, not much to his name. Playing sister Catherine is Iris Raymer, who was known for the Sunny and Cher show. And we oh have gosh. covered her and we have covered her before her in Here Comes Peter Cotton. Oh no, we didn't do Here Comes Peter Cottontail, did we? So I we in fact back. did not. That's the one Tom told us we should have done this year because it's weird. So I'm not gonna say we should have done it. But I will say it was weird. Chances are we'll cover her at Easter again at some point, much to uh, Julia's chagrin. She wrote the novel Beaches that the movie was based on. Did she really? Oh, yeah, there she is, bibliography. Look at that. Wowzers. Are you a fan of the movie? She'd be a writer. Beaches? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it in the proper age. You know, like... They came out when my mom was in the age where it like really made her cry. And I just remember being very confused and I've never rewatched it, but I'm sure if I did, I'd be crying like a, you know, because it's Bette Midler I mean, and Bette Midler divine. singing the wind beneath my wings. I love that song. I could tell you that right now. You that was on the Casey wind top beneath 40 my wings. Yeah. Playing sister Jean is Joan Gardner, who was a screenwriter, songwriter, author, and composer. She's done, she did a voice, and here comes Peter Cottontail as well. She did voices in the all-new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show, Pound Puppies. Santa Claus is coming to town. We've covered her. She played Tanta Kringle, the elf oh, who took yeah. in Chris. And we'll see her again because she was in Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol as well. Lots of Christmas to her name. And there are two other additional voice casts I want to me- mention. Don Messick who we've covered multiple times in recent weeks alone. He is the voice actor extraordinaire and did a bunch of voices in Hanna-Barbera stuff over the years and Transformers and all of that stuff. We're and then guys. Hillary like the Mo- sweetest version of, of <laughs> Transformers oh, no, but- I've ever heard. <laughs> well, that, that's why it took me a minute to realize what he was doing because I was like, that didn't sound right. Usually it's robots in disguise. <laughs> I thought you were doing, um, what's it called? Reading Rainbow. Robots in disguise. That's where my head was going. I was like, that's not right. That's not right. It took me a minute. Oh, brother. Don Messick is just a cute little man with his cute little turtle face. He looks like a turtle. He does. And I do want to mention someone else we've covered before because she has We've got her many times before. Hilary Momberger plays an extra called Octavia. And she is best known for voicing Sally in the Peanuts franchise in the late 1960s through the early 1970s. So we would have covered multiple specials with her. Yes, we would have. That's our cast. So let's run through histories real quick. I remember this one as a child. This one is not one of the better known Rankin Bass ones, but Free for ABC Family used to play it at least once a year. I haven't seen it in years though, but I do remember like when the special started, I remember the cute little kid, Lucas, that cute little kid and his cute little dog wag 
waggles, whatever the name is. But, but yeah, I'm, I'll just say right now, I really like this one. And I thought while watching it, I don't think Tom and Jerry, Julia, Tom and Jerry, I don't think Tom. <laughs> So now we're booting Julia to get Jerry on the show. (laughs) Oh man, I I thought to myself while watching this, I don't think Tom and Julia will hate this one because I think it's actually a very low key, not trippy story, and the animation doesn't make it look creepy. So we will see if I am correct. Julia, what's your history? Um, no history, had no idea it existed, and it is the most palatable Franken-Bass I think I've ever seen. That's a good thing. I like this one. This was sweet. It was very sweet. Tom, how about you? I already told you, Anthony, this before we got started. I didn't hate it, which is a, a step up for a lot of Franken-Bass. I found this to be one of the more palatable. It's like ones. a milestone. Four years in, we have finally found a Ranky Bass special that was tolerable for all three of us. It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, is it sad that palatable is like a gold star term? I mean, that we're celebrating that. I'm celebrating that for once I'm not going to play on defensive. <laughs> to paraphrase something you have said to me and Tom before, Julia, the fact that you don't like many of the classic Rankin Bass <laughs> ones says more about you than it does. oh boy well done way to throw it back that's been that's been in my back pocket for a while now i'm glad i finally got to pull it out so the special opens up with sister Teresa and sister Catherine and sister jean sitting around their abbey uh drawing christmas cards making christmas cards for people and sister Teresa is putting snow in all of hers because she used to live inland where they got a lot of snow growing up but right now they live like near the coast so they hardly ever get any and there's a big storm and she looks out the window (laughs) and tragedy strikes right away because lightning strikes this tree and knocks this poor little boy orphan boy who cares for like seven sheep and a dog down in the middle of the storm dark way to start the special i thought i mean it didn't feel dark it It, it was dark dark but it didn't feel like super dark no it's tactful i always found it sad when a few minutes from now we, the nuns go out and take him in and we find out this kid went blind from the from the lightning. Yeah, that was unexpected. Red lightning in my eye. Well, speaking... I can't see at all. <laughs> speaking of the eyes, I did like the little white effect they added to his bright blue eyes to show that he's yeah. blind. Yes, and they look like little snowflakes uh, too. I didn't dig it. I thought it was supposed to be, I thought, oh, okay. I thought it was supposed to look like a little star or something. I don't know. I, maybe they are supposed to look like stars, but. But this kid is adorable. And I'll say for all of the designs in this special, they are all precious looking compared to. Yeah. Visually, it was nice. It was nice to watch this one. It really was. Yeah. I can't think of any of the characters that were creepy. There were definitely some characters you'd seen before, like in all rank and bass, right? Like one of the friends and the teeth. Seemed very familiar, but I can't remember which one. I think the, year well, we get to the, Santa Claus. the orphan kids, and they all have major deformities, which I thought was kind of tasteless. <laughs> we got Hairlip Steve over here, and you know, 
like i don't know i just felt bad for the kids cross-eyed cross-eyed jim bob i i felt bad for them too until we got to later on in the special when which case i was like i don't feel bad for these kids at all anymore but before we get there you have to feel bad for them <laughs> they were well that is another area where they differ that is another area when you get to it that it differs from other rankin bass specials yeah so lucas wakes up in father thomas's bed <laughs> father thomas is not home he was been away so it's not that kind of special y'all this was and... obviously pre-catholic church scandal <laughs> yeah yes yeah they couldn't do that today nope. no and he wakes up and he can't see a thing. He's like, where am I? Where's Waggles? Where are my sheep? And Sister Tears explains, you were struck by lightning and you're blind now. But they took the sheep in mm-hmm. and the dog is minding them outside. And, you know, you're going to stay here until you get better because the nearest hospital is, I guess, hours away. And Father Thomas comes back to the Abbey and he's not exactly... He's surprised to find Lucas there because an abbey is no place for a young orphan boy in his mind. A parish. He kept saying that a parish is no place for a boy. Yes. And he said, if boy with no parent should be sent to the orphanage. And Sister Teresa makes a plea like, well, you know, he's recovering right now. Let's keep him here through the holidays. He can recover here. We'll watch after him. And Father Thomas agrees because he's not an awful guy. No, he just, he's he just not has to come off as so. Yeah, he's not like he's not exaggeratingly ter- exaggerated an exaggerated version of terrible at all. No. He doesn't even feel like a comic, like a comic. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He just kind of feels, yeah, he, yeah, absolutely. So Lucas, despite being blind, knows his sheep, who knows his animals very well. He knows mm-hmm. them by sound and touch. And there are like six cute white sheep, one small little brown sheep so who was precious. And waggles the dog who had like the most pinchable cheeks. They're adorable. And, yep. And he goes outside and says hi to them. And he's happy they're all there. And then sister... Teresa introduces him to all the other children around who are going to be starring in the Christmas pageant. And since he'll be staying with them through the holidays, she's going to put him in there too. And he's excited for this, right? He meets this girl, Louisa, who's kind of becomes his pair of eyes and his friend. And, you know, they decorate the parish and everything for Christmas, the church and the abbey and everything. And they're all like, oh, why can't Christmas be tomorrow? And this part made me laugh because Father Thomas was like, oh, wow, you're getting a jump start on Christmas because I guess it was still a ways out in his book. And they're like, oh, we decided to get a jump start. And the kids are like, why can't it be tomorrow? And they sing the song called Save a Little Christmas. It's a cute song. Even though even the songs are not like unbearable like they usually were maybe because it got uh, actual people who could sing his whole song is terrible though it's like <laughs> oh nope we can't decorate for christmas take all this stuff away no nope, nope put it all back in the boxes i know you worked hard to get this out but sorry bro <laughs> so okay so they go out they outside as sister Teresa takes them outside and they're practicing their songs for the pageant and one of the and one of the songs she sings about uh, Christmas snow is magic and mm. Lucas had never seen snow before so he asks Louisa you know what's it look like and she said each one is like a little 
unique spider web, which is like a cool way to describe snow yeah. because spider webs are really, yeah, pretty. And <laughs> okay, I love this scene, by the way, when him and Louisa are talking and he asks Louisa, what do you want for Christmas? And she comes out with this rich lady in my uncle's village has this white fur muff and it's so big she could put a hot potato in it to keep her hands warm. And I want a muff <laughs> like that. <laughs> and of why was course that funny he, to you, Anthony? Could you please explain why that was funny? Because he goes back with the sweetest answer. Like, I just want to see snow in my life. <laughs> I just want to be able to see snow. So that's why it's funny because it's <laughs> It's just a contrast between the two of them. Someone's oh. shallow. Okay. <laughs> Lucas also does not want to be sent away. He wants to stay no. at the parish, but he, and he's sad because he knows he'll be sent away. And on top of that, he's worried because all the other kids are getting Sister Teresa something for Christmas and he doesn't know what to get her. So he plans on giving up all his sheep and his dog to her, which A, is very sweet because they clearly mean the world to him, but B, also... Talk about burdening this nun with like your million animals to take care of. <laughs> a bunch of livestock. Merry Christmas. <laughs> some livestock to take care of. And he's like, oh, Louisa, funny. please don't tell Sister Teresa. And of course, Sister Teresa overhears it and she feels bad. And but she she's not the only one who overhears it though. So do these three to quote Tom, deformed boys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they overhear this and for some reason, like. Well, what's their deal? Like, why don't they like this kid? Is it just, like, jealousy? It's because he's different. I don't know. I get the sense that it's just kid bullying. Blind. But even the bullying is pretty benign. Benign? They, 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 I they, mean, they, they do, but, okay, maybe that's the reaction afterwards. So we're used to, like, villains in, in Rankin Bass being, like, horrible. Like, really horrible. And well, yeah, hiding some livestock from a blind kid's pretty terrible. Like, okay, you're, okay, you are right. They did only hide the livestock, and the livestock got out on their own and into the woods. Yeah, and that's when they felt bad. Yeah. Okay, I so don't know, you're it's right. Different. It's you're different. right. Yeah, but you're you're right. I would totally feel cool if uh, my. <laughs> my blind kid was bullied by a bunch of kids i'd be like it's okay it's just kids <laughs> playing pranks on you by hiding your dog <laughs> but that's what these oh. kids that's what these bullies do they take the blind kid's sheep and dog lock them in a barn and the sheep get agitated mm -hmm. and break free and run into the forest or they're Bunch of wolves, apparently. Although we only mm -hmm. ever see two wolves, and they actually don't do anything but growl from the bushes. Yeah, they're at the very beginning. Like they don't care about With those their nuts. Yeah, yeah, they look like hyenas. Clear. They almost look like hyenas. That's what they reminded me of. The hyenas from the Lion King. But <laughs> you know, to Lucas's credit, he forgives the boys right away, especially when they they come and apologize. And Sister mm -hmm. Teresa says, "Oh, it's just a prank," you know. But he loves these animals, so he takes Waggles the dog and goes into the dark forest alone to find the sheep. And while calling for them, they all come to him one by one by one, except for the smallest, the cute little brown one, who is responding to his voice. He's buying from far away, what sounds like far away, and it turns out he fell into a deep pit. And the kid, the bullies come into the forest to help him extricate the sheep from the pit 
They form mm-hmm. a long human chain. And it's been a while since I've seen this. So I'm like, oh my God, they're going to dump this kid down there, leave him down in the hole with the sheep. See any other Rankin Bass and you would have to worry about that. But this one didn't do that. Didn't do that. <laughs> they don't. They, they, they lower him down and he cutely nuzzles a little sheep down there and hauls him back up and brings them all back to the abbey, the parish, where the next scene we get is a Christmas pageant mm-hmm. where it's beautiful. They're dressed as angels around, you know, Mary and Joseph and the doll playing baby Jesus. And what happens? It starts to snow. And is it raining? There's water <laughs> on my face. <laughs> That's the best impression. That's exactly what Lucas says. Louisa, is it raining? I feel water on my face. Lucas, you won't believe it. It's snowing. And he's like, describe it to me, Louisa. And she like starts describing you would. <laughs> and she starts <laughs> describing it to him. And he's like, it's almost like I can see it for myself. You're doing it so well. And then, no and then we wait, get a, I can see it for myself. <laughs> and then we get from his point of view, like blurriness and like the snow is magical and cures his blindness. He's like, I can see again. I can see again. Oh, it's so beautiful. And it's a miracle and everyone's happy. And afterwards he gives Sister Teresa his animals, but she's like, I love them. It's very thoughtful, but I can't accept these because you're going to stay and take care of them because I guess her and Father Thomas came to some kind of agreement. He'll stay and look at them (laughs) as a stable boy. Obviously now they have, they need it now that they have sheep, right? And the end. Although we do also do get a rendition of White Christmas somewhere in there. Yeah, the boy sings yes. it, and he's not good. But he doesn't want he doesn't want the sisters to know that 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 he's gonna sing the song. <laughs> yeah, so he's singing to Louisa, and Sister Teresa's overhearing it, and then she sings her verse outside, and mm-hmm. it's Angela Lansbury. It's angelic. But yeah, it's it's amazing to me how they were like that prescient they knew words to a song that wasn't written for another like 70 years or something because this is 1845 but it is remarkable it really is or irving berlin just ripped it off of this kid also possible Uh, (laughs) irving berlin was one of the deformed kids who (laughs) dumped his sheep and then bullied him later in life (laughs) by stealing the song (laughs) but the end it was short it was sweet it was heartwarming. I loved everything about this. It gave me the fuzzy feelings. It really did. It was just positive, positive special. Yeah, it was sweet. And there was, was no trippy stuff in it. And nobody was terrifying. They didn't have some weird wizard show up in the middle of the story to <laughs> spawn. I mean, it, it was, yeah, it was sweet. It was really sweet. This was December 1975. This came out six days before Christmas. And you could tell by then they had nearly perfected their craft because they all looked wonderful. They did. Everything looked wonderful. Um, I found the art that they used as being like real art was was a neat take. Oh, like for their cards and stuff? Their cards. They had a Byzantine iconography on the walls. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if those were real. That's cool that they are. Yeah, they had the cards cards were were beautiful. I think they could make money if they did those cards and sold them. I even like the yeah. one with the weird little baby that I don't know who he was, who was in a wooden box. 
with with snow coming on outside because they said did you know there was snow at the first christmas i was thinking to myself mm, i don't think that's accurate but. that's definitely <laughs> not accurate no there's, that's just not no no but it worked so for, for it worked for a cute little you know uneducated nun story here so that so that's interesting to me you're you i like that if the story is good enough you're willing to overlook certain discrepancies. Well, whereas... it's obvious that the nun doesn't know a lot of history. Like they're, they're not trying to portray anything as accurate here or like historical. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, and the definitely... art is her, is just her take on the, on the subject she's painting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I like I like that uh you know this is definitely a step up from two weeks ago the little drummer boy, few steps yes. up. Yes. I don't. So there's a lot I don't understand about the Rankin Bass universe. Why are animals sentient in some? Right, sentient's not the right word. Why are an, Why do we give? Why do the animals become more anthropomorphized? Why are they able to, to talk in some of these specials and not in others? There's just no continuity in the Marvel, I mean, the Rankin-Basque universe. It's funny you mentioned Marvel, because I'm going to say clearly uh, Zack Snyder and the WB were behind the continuity in the Rankin-Basque universe, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many discrepancies. <laughs> no, but I, that's the one thing that always, I mean, that's one thing that always annoyed me as I got older, too. It's clear they tried to retcon it all into one universe as they went along, and you know, it's just too different, too far along by the time they did that. I, Which is why I think they're not retconning. I don't think, I just don't think they're putting thought into it. I think it's all, let's create this piece for the now and make it happen and move forward. Like there's just no, there's no concern for anything else within the the sphere of, of the universe, within the, the world of the universe, right? Absolutely. And if listeners want to hear me, Jerry, and Tom discuss how the continuity issues in the Rankin-Bass universe could have been fixed and how they could be remade in modern day with an A-list cast. Check out Patreon, because that was a fun episode we did last year. <laughs> for, and for those who haven't seen this special, you can find it online. It's on Vimeo. That's how we watched it. And it is actually on DVD. It's not on digital, sadly, because I did look on Voodoo, because this is one I wouldn't mind owning. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Rankin-Bass. I'll own it anyway, but... I really did want to own this one after watching it, but not on digital right now. Hopefully one day, since there are some lesser known ranking bass on digital. <laughs> but this used to air every year during the 25 days of Christmas on ABC Family and then Freeform, but AMC has taken over the broadcast rights for the special as of 2018. So you can catch on AMC this year because they always do multiple ranking bass marathon days. So, mm-hmm. so did this one next year? Well, I was about to say, would you watch this again if you came across it on TV? I would. I would watch this one again. I wouldn't turn I it know, off. I'd go so far, to, yeah, to add it to my canon, but yeah, I wouldn't turn it off. Listeners, that's essentially an A plus from these guys right here. Really? <laughs> when it comes to Rankin Bass, did it have a Linus moment? And the kid was just kind of a Linus, wasn't he? I would say that's accurate. Father that's Tom who- had a Linus moment at the end, right? We see him change. Yeah. The bullies have a little Linus moment where they realize... Hey, maybe me and my hair lip should be nicer to this blind kid. <laughs> the hair lip bothered me. I'm sorry, y'all. Does Angela Lansbury always just play like a warm motherly figure? Except when she was Mrs. Lovett. But when we've covered her, like Mrs. Santa Claus, this movie. Yeah. 
Uh, she knows what she's good at. Mrs. Potts. Yeah, it's it's just her thing, and I love it. Yeah, it's her thing. She's so warm. She's like she's like the grandmother everyone wants, right? <laughs> Hashtag that's my Mrs. Claus still. She's so precious, as Mrs. Claus. She is. She really is. I. <sighs> I love the way she talked to the reindeer in that film. There you go, mm-hmm. Comet. That's a good boy. Oh, yes, Aww. Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would y'all rank this one? You know, it's I'm on the TV look- list, right? I'm sorry. It's on the TV list. Ahead, yep. Come. I'll go first because I have my score. I'm giving it a 7.75. Well, I've got to figure this out because my ranking on the movie list was going to be you know, it's right there in the middle, but as a TV special, this is a little high, a little more more than average compared to what we've seen. I'm talking through this and I don't know why I'm doing that with you all. I should have figured this out beforehand, but I... No, no, no. I'm glad. Please talk the other through route. it. I'm glad it's not me this week. Well, I was going to give it a five and a half on the TV, on the movie list. But when I'm comparing it to the stuff on the TV list, we're entering a whole different world. A whole new world. 7.3. I was going to come in at a seven and a quarter, honestly. Nice. And that gives us a 7.43. We are all pretty close on this one. 7.43 puts it at number 13 on our list, right under Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and right above a Flintstone Christmas. You know, that's a good spot for it. I'm happy. I am too. And I'm happy that. This was not a contentious Rankin Bass episode. And I'm sure McLean will be happy because he said he always gets nervous when he puts on one of our Rankin Bass episodes, knowing <laughs> how Tom and Julia <laughs> usually react. Oh, that is funny. It was a good one. I was well, surprised. I fully was expecting to um, it be like every other episode that we talk about Rankin Bass, but it wasn't. It was wonderful. Hi, uh, Julia messaged us on discord and said hey y'all sorry i'm gonna be about 15 minutes late and my response was that's okay i'm just started the episode i waited until the last possible minute to cover this because i was dreading it so much hey some, some sometimes anthony pulls a rabbit out of his hat and surprises y'all more than sometimes yeah i mean we have you to yeah. thank for Anne in the apocalypse well we do this yeah it's so good big deal big deal it is a big deal I'll be curious to see what listeners think of this one. Where can they, where can they do that, Julia? Uh, well, they can do that on any of our social medias by going to tisthepodcast.com backslash Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, Reddit, um, any of those places. Our Facebook group is definitely the most active and it stays active all year long, just like our podcast. Um, you can come chat us up on I mean, lots of different stuff, not just Christmas content, but um, come and find us in any of those places. We are everywhere. And you know what the good thing about our Facebook group is too, Julia? What? It's the fact that we don't gatekeep Christmas. Like We don't. We don't. We offer a whole, like anything related to Christmas, no matter what the movie or TV special or subject is, However you celebrate it, we're willing to listen. We're willing to engage because that's what Christmas is about. It's about acceptance, peace on earth and goodwill toward all. And it's no, it's not our place to gatekeep it. And so many, so many communities do. And I don't understand that. That's not, that's not embodying the spirit of Christmas. So I'm really proud of the Facebook group for that. Me too. It's a ton of fun. Where else can listeners find us, Tom? 
I think you're wanting me to a shameless plug for money right now. Is that what I'm going for? Supposed to shamelessly ask people to give us money? <laughs> yes. And speaking okay. of shameless okay. plugs for money, did you see Twitter has added a tip button? Yes. Are you serious? Oh. Yeah, like if you want to make money, you can put a tip button on your profile and say, hey, if you like my content, hey, throw some money at me. They need to have another one where I could say, hey, your content sucks. You owe me for the last <laughs> yeah, three seconds should. I read your tweet. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so shameless plug for giving us money. We have a Patreon, and we like to do cool things with our Patreon, like make fun things to mail to you all, like potentially some sort of stuffed animal, tis the podcast elves, or a Lego project that may or may not be in the works. That was our first week. announcement. That's so exciting. Well, I'm not committing to anything. I said maybe. Just some thoughts that we're giving that we're th- pitching out there, and you can get access to those at different pri- at different giving levels. Or if you want to go all in, you can have every year your very own podcast episode with us. You pick the episode, we all sit around and talk it, talk through it. We warn you multiple times before you come on that this may not go in a direction that you want it to. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say that I think at the, those people giving at that level are so cool. We may uh, we may need to talk about giving them a second episode every year, like. One in the this one in the post Christmas and one in the build up to Christmas episodes with our with our twenty five dollar patrons, or just throw a buck our way every month and get access to cool new content like um, Anthony visiting with anybody and everybody under the sun because Julia and Tom are useless schmucks who never show up to Patreon recordings. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't useless schmucks, and they're not just anybody and everybody there. I I. I've been enjoying. Are, you bring so many cool people on. Like it's just oh, yeah. around. There are yeah, cool most coming. of whom are listeners of the show and fellow podcast hosts. Wait, it's just so awesome getting to talk to all these different people about random things. Ron Hogan and Lindsay Manningham about the Conjuring universe. Um, Matt Yurich about Space Jam. Tons of fun stuff coming up. We um, I'll be talking to listener Kim Cooper for the first time about the Avengers soon. So. Ooh. If you're not a patron now yet, now's the time to join because, you know, you're going to get a lot of stuff in the coming weeks and more than one episode a week come October. I so many people who want to do horror movies. <laughs> so get, I get excited. I want to do that elf, that elf Christmas horror movie that's in your voodoo. I want to do that. Oh, the elf on the shelf horror movie. That looks awful. I want to do it. I know. <laughs> it looks awful. I want to I do, want to do that too. <laughs> There's so much I want to do, so much I want to do, but you know, now's the time. Now's the time to subscribe, and um, you know, if you like the show and want even more bonus content for free, check out our Thursday episodes. Because speaking of awesome people, we get awesome listeners and awesome fellow podcast hosts, and my awesome co-host here reading chapters of this Christmas book I wrote, another Christmas story, and it's getting a lot of positive feedback, which has been really touching from y'all. So. Mm-hmm. Where has yeah. it been touching you, Anthony? Oh, don't Touched answer. By an that. angel. Touched by an angel. <laughs> Show me where the angel touched you. <laughs> <laughs> so check those out every Thursday. Michelle Kidwell read last week, and Nicole Little is reading next week. So it's exciting, exciting stuff. Had some really good voices on there. We do. And I don't know if you listened to this past week's chapter that Kendall read, but you and Tom make an appearance in it. And people were like, oh, you put them in your book. 
I have not listened to that chapter yet. I'm like Kindle four chapters though. behind, dude. <laughs> I'm so far behind on all podcasts. I hear you. I really do. So, and if you want to help the show in a free way, leave us a review on iTunes, preferably five stars, because every review helps new listeners find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days a year. Plus, we'll send you an awesome sticker. Ooh, awesome stickers. Who doesn't love stickers? I love stickers. I do too. I've gotten to a point where I don't have places to put them. I'm the same way. My laptop's covered. My thermos is covered. And I want to put them in places that, you know, they'll remain. Like We'll be safe forever. Yeah. 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 I know a guy who had beer stickers, like just covered his beer fridge in his garage. Like every time he'd get a sticker from a beer company, it was on there. And like, I think they were probably like six deep. We've come out with a new sticker every year. We should come out with one sometime later this year. A new one. We might play with that uh, this weekend. Maybe we can do a brainstorming sesh, Anthony, you and me. <gasps> that would be awesome. Just riff in real time. time. I mean, we'll have plenty of time to see you and I when Julia leaves us for two weeks. We, we won't have well, plenty of time because there are only 5,352 hours until Christmas. That's only 223 days. That's 31 weeks. We're going to be out of the 30 soon. Out of the 30 soon. Crazy. We didn't even talk about what we're covering next week, did we? Oh, no. Oh, you're right. <laughs> This gave me such a perfect segue. It was beautiful, Anthony. Next week, we're covering a an independent Christmas film, which we haven't done many of. A Christmas movie Christmas, which... I'm so excited for that. I'm pretty stoked about. And I'm excited about it, too. The next week, we're covering Die Hard 2, which I'm meh about. But, y'all, I've been talking about this for years. And it is finally <laughs> here. We are covering the... Three Christmas episodes of The Vicar of Dibley. It's going to break your heart if one of us doesn't like it, isn't it? No, no, no. I'll just assume that there's something inherently evil about you. <laughs> and try to arrange for an exorcism or something. Because I feel pretty be confident we'll like those. There has to be something fundamentally wrong with you as a person if you don't like The Vicar of Dibley. It's a big word. I know, I jo- I know I've joked about we should have a, a the worst listener. But if if a listener does chime in <laughs> with with Vicar of Dibley hate, I will forever refer to that that listener as the worst. Oh boy! I save a little Christmas for Christmas. Save a little spirit. Put some love away. Think about the shepherds in fields as they lay, and save a little Christmas for Christmas Day. Save a little Christmas for Christmas. Save a little gladness till the holiday. Think about the wise men as they made their way, and save a little Christmas for Christmas Day. Don't hang the mistletoe. Don't light the tree. Don't let the fire go. Wait patiently. Don't rush the season, or you will spoil the rhyme. Christmas was just a day, not all the time. So save a little Christmas for Christmas. Save a little spirit, put some love away. Think about the manger, the babe in the hay. And save a little 